This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the premier male grooming company with the star Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, and we want to be able to share the savings with you, our awesome listeners. So you can use the promo code BLUECHIP, all one word, to get 20% off your next order. Don't let your balls down. Get the Lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Condition. I am joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting. It's Devin Jackson. Devin, how are you today, man? Doing pretty good, man. Um, and as you listen to this, it's the, the final day of the new year, so it means we got college football playoffs and, and all types of things going on, a bunch of bowl games uh, between uh, as we're recording this and and pretty much over the next week. So that means it's like three days. Yeah. It means it's about to be full on draft season, NFL playoffs. So it's, it's only, it's about there, man. You can never, you know, say that Devin and I aren't committed to the craft. We wanted to get this, uh, this in today so that we could at least preview the college football playoff games, which do take place today. And Devin, I was actually going over it uh, earlier today. Did you know that in the three years we've been doing this podcast, you and I have recorded on each of our birthdays every single year now? It's called dedication, man. Dedication. Yes. As we're recording this, it is my birthday. Uh, 26, I have joined the old man club at uh, Blue Chip Scouting with Devin, our president, Browning. Uh, Harbs and Clay and, and Forno. The president, in, the president of it, Forno. <laughs> but in the words of Drake, Devin, it's my birthday. I'll get high if I want to. There you go. <laughs> um, before we get into today's podcast, just a quick reminder, because once again, I have completely forgotten to uh, record uh, more ad reads man it's i was saying to devin this is what happens when you sleep for 14 hours uh on on the day before the podcast when you planned on doing that but today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at jerseyhouse.ca they i got my birthday present from uh my mom via them today it was awesome it was a seattle kraken nhl jersey uh first ever hockey jersey um I've owned, and the big reason for that is hockey jerseys are ridiculously expensive. They're like $300 if you want a player name on it. My mom paid maybe 40% of that. It cost about after tax and shipping less than $100, and you can save you know money on your next purchase at jerseyhouse.ca by using the code BIGSHOTS, all one word, BIGSHOTS, 15% off, and it helps give back to the podcast. They ship anywhere in the world. I can't recommend them enough. Devin, I wish you were back in Louisiana because you could tell me about that Odell Beckham jersey that arrived for you last night. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see it uh, once I'm back and, and get to try it on and, and see how it fits. Uh, I honestly, I think this is my like my first LSU jersey in probably six, seven, maybe eight years. So it's been it's been a minute since I had one. Uh, so definitely looking forward to trying it on and and seeing how it looks. Absolutely. Anyways, we got some games we got to review. We got a ton that we got to preview. So why don't we get right into it? Yep. Uh, got the big ones, of course. And then uh, got, uh, I think, my last conference uh, bowl game as well. So finally done with that. All right. Let's get right into this. So we left off on Monday. Right, because we recorded right after the Western Michigan Nevada game, so we can jump into Tuesday's game. You and I said that Houston were going to blow out um, Auburn. It did not play out that way. Seventeen to thirteen for the Cougars, though. Yeah, I mean the win is a win. Uh, they still beat Auburn, and so it's, it's a pretty uh, pretty good win for for a team that you know uh, pretty much ran to a buzzsaw that is Cincinnati. Um, but they, they they had a really good season and. 
it's good to cap off with a W and, uh, against Auburn. Uh, but I mean, we did predict that right at least, but, uh, you know, Auburn was, was pretty, pretty decimated with, with opt outs and transfers, but take Bixby had a, uh, had a big game. Uh, although he entered a trans- transfer portal and came back to Auburn, but he had a pretty big game for the, uh, for Auburn. Yeah, absolutely. Auburn just had a real down year. I'm interested to see what they're going to be looking like next year. Uh, no Bo Nix. Uh, they did get a big boost when edge rusher Derek Hall announced that he was coming back for another year. He had like 12 sacks this season or something ridiculous like that. So good to see that Auburn's going to get some guys back. I think that it was just a case of first year in a new system, radically different system and injuries, everything kind of caught up to them. But I think Auburn's going to probably be back. Uh, Houston, though, that's a great stepping stone for them for next year. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Houston. I mean, they have a chance to take that next step. Cincinnati's going to lose some big key, key pieces this year. Alec Pierce, um, you know, Desmond Ritter, uh, Darian Beavers, MyJ Sanders, uh, Ahmad Gardner, Kobe Bryant. So they're going to lose a lot of key people this year after this year. So Houston has a chance to, uh, you know, be that team in the AAC. And maybe we're talking about them next year for a potential New Year's Six Bowl game. We'll see what happens. They obviously got to retain and, and get better, but... This could be a stepping stone. I mean, this is what essentially, to a smaller degree, happened with Cincinnati. They beat Georgia, or not beat Georgia, but they played Georgia down to the wire, got their momentum, and then the next year they went, obviously, to the playoff. Don't expect that from Houston, but they could could make some noise next year. You heard it here first. Houston will be making the 2023 college football playoff. (laughs) Dear Lord, please (laughs) don't pin me to that one. Moving on to our next bowl game, it was a serve pro first responder bowl. It was Air Force and Louisville, and we were split on this one, and you were right because Air Force decided to throw the ball, Devin. Uh, their quarterback went 9 of 10 for 252. Where is Louisville's pass defense? Uh, that's been the problem all year, man. When, when they lose, when they lost games, they gave up some big time plays in the passing game. So um, that was not there. Also, they didn't have Kendrick Duncan, my guy, uh, safety for Louisville. He didn't play in the game. Um, so that, that also, uh, played a part, but, uh, they got some interesting dudes at, at Louisville. I will say that their defense looks very interesting. Interesting. The, the linebacker, I think his name is Quincy Avery. Uh, he, he's solid. Um, and then obviously Duncan, uh, Quintario Cole. Uh, and then there's a, a edge rusher. Uh, I can't remember his name. I think it's Yasir Abdullah or something like that. Uh, number 22 is like the second ACC in sacks this year with 10. Mm, yeah, uh, they seem pretty pretty interesting as well. So, although they didn't have a great performance, I think uh, you know they got some dudes to watch. Uh, I don't know if Duncan comes back, but I know Cole is going to the the Shrine Bowl. Uh, but I gotta give credit to Air Force. Uh, they they've won games like that all year long. Uh, and when you are hitting passes like that and passing for over 250 yards, and for, as an option team, that that probably means you're gonna win the game. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I didn't get a chance to check this one out, but I'm sorry. Whatever a triple option team throws for 252 on you, it's pro- you're probably not going to have a great game. Uh, Air Force won this one 31 to 28. <sighs> you and I were both wrong on the Liberty Bowl. We were both so wrong. Honestly, I, I have no idea. Uh, you know what? I, I should have saw this coming. Mississippi State hasn't had a, a humongous letdown all year. By the way, the SEC still bad in bowl games. I mean, we we predicted this though. I mean, no, we they, we did not predict Mississippi State losing. No, not cash. this, but we predicted the SEC would struggle in bowl games. And I mean, spoiler alert: as you're listening to this, they still haven't won a damn thing yet. Well, uh, yesterday somebody won in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Right? Nobody. No, the SEC didn't play yesterday, Devin. Oh. Ignore me. Oh, sorry. They won today. They won today. There we go. I I was trying to figure that out, but yeah. <laughs> They've won one bowl game. Anyways, hey, Texas hey, Tech, despite not something. having Eric Izukanma, uh, beat down Mississippi State 34 to 7. Now, yes, Mississippi State did not have Charles Cross. Their right tackle was also out. I believe he was out with injury, and then their two starting defensive tackles were out for the game. But, I mean, Texas Tech just ran them over. 
34 to 7. Mike Leach talked a mad amount of shit before this game. Mad amount of shit. Texas Tech still owes him money. He's got a vendetta against them. They whipped his sorry ass. They whipped his his fake pirate ass all up and down that stadium. Well, that's what happens when you talk a big game. Your team is is slightly above average. I mean, look. Remember, but Devin, remember a year ago when I was being told that Mike Leach was tied with Saban to be the best coach in the SEC? They haven't even played a close game with Bama yet. <laughs> they haven't played a close game with a lot of SEC teams yet. They, they haven't beaten Kentucky yet. They haven't played a close game with Bama since Dak Prescott. So come yeah. on, man. And, and, and let's not forget that Mike Leach has a, a whopping zero conference championship rings. Zero conference championship rings. Yeah, and he's in his third, third power five conference now. Yeah. Uh, and, and how many natties does, does Nick Saban have? Seven? More than, uh, he could ever dream. No, but seriously, um, that, that was a pathetic performance, man. It really was. There's, there's no way around it. Nah. To me, by the way, Will Rogers, 32 of 53, 53 of, uh, attempts, 290 yards. That's on brand for him. Weenie that's, armed bro. I mean, that's basically check downs the entire game. Oh yeah. That's the, the funny thing is, is that like Texas Tech beat the brakes off of, of, off of Mike Leach's team doing the exact opposite of what Mike Leach instilled at Texas Tech all those years ago that they have routinely tried to get back to ever since since he left. We need to carry that same type of offense. They ran the ball a lot, and mercy killed Mississippi State. Yeah, it was it's not a good look, man. Um, Great look for Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, this I mean, is a program that has some potential going forward. Yeah, I mean, the Big 12 is going to be wide open now. I mean, uh, you expect Oklahoma not to be – I mean, they, they're still going to get big-time recruits, but you don't expect them to be championship level immediately. So you've got about a year or two. Baylor is still on the rise, uh, and there's always going to be a contender with Dave Aranda. Uh, Iowa State's probably on a downswing, you would think. Same with Oklahoma State. They're both losing a lot of key players. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's wide open for, for a team like Texas Tech to, to rise up. And they up have an and, elite recruiter coming in as their head coach too. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they got a chance in, in a year or two, uh, maybe three to, to at least be, uh, pushing for a conference championship. So we'll see what happens. Sometimes these bowl games mean nothing. Sometimes they're a jump start to a big season. So we'll see how the, how it carries over uh, into next year. You want to talk about a game that meant nothing? How about the guaranteed rate bowl? West Virginia and Minnesota. This game is secure for insomnia. 18 to 6. It was guaranteed. Over under on this game was 44 points. It was guaranteed to hit the under. I mean, I, it honestly. It didn't even I, hit half of it. The over honest, under was 45. That was the, it had to be the most predictable under hit of all of bowl season. Besides By the way, today's game past- between Tennessee and Purdue. Leading passer in this game, Jarrett Daigie, 18 of 31 for 140 yards. Not the game for quarterbacks. I'll tell you what, though, it's funny because there's been fans of both Daigie and uh, Tanner Morgan in the past. Oh, I know. Two years years ago, if you saw this game, you'll be like, oh, yeah, this would be a fun one. Not so much. And we didn't even get Dante Stills on Daniel Falele. This game but he was, did score a touchdown, though. Yeah, Daniel Falele, 380-pound fullback dive. You know what? I, I like simple touchdowns like that. You don't have to do no play action or any big-time trick play. Just just play man-on-man football. This game sucked. <laughs> this, game was, this game was terrible. We knew it was going to be terrible, though. Hang on. I accidentally disconnected my microphone. Give me one second. I apologize. My uh, sound cuts out a little bit. Yeah, I, I, honestly, they knew better than to schedule Minnesota and West Virginia in a bowl game. What do they expect to happen? All right, let's let's move on to <laughs> let's move on to Wednesday's game. So we started off with what we thought was going to be a fun game. It turned out to be a massacre on that field. It was a thorough ass whooping. 
Maryland wins 54 to 10 over the fighting Brock Hoffman's Brock was the only one that showed up. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah. sorry, Brock. I love you, but not even you can pull off the, the half Virginia tech, half New York Yankees logo helmet that they had going. That's when you knew this one was over. Look, man. Um, yeah, it, it was bad. Every time I checked in on the game, it got like 10 times worse. And it was just like, I was like, okay, you know, it's 14-7. And I was like, okay, 27-7. And I was like, wait a minute. It, it They got 50 points now. Hold on. It got ugly in in a hurry. And uh, what, what makes it even better is I have now found my favorite player in all of college football, Devin. Antoine Littleton II, the running back from Maryland, 5'11", 285 pounds. As a future fullback, if I ever heard one. <laughs> that is some Christian Okoye type shit right there, man. Yeah, there's a I, there's a throwback name on the podcast. I just can't wait for people to hype up Talia to uh, Tungavailoa heading into next year and saying, oh, maybe he's a top five, top ten quarterback in 2023. Because it's going to happen. He's going to have a great receiving core, though. Because uh, they got Dante Demas coming back, Rakeem Jarrett, and then they got that transfer receiver too. But I don't don't get don't get pulled in. It's a he's another Big Ten quarterback that, that's not Just don't do it that doesn't play at Ohio State. So don't do it. Uh, then after that, we had Clemson versus Iowa State in the Cheez-It Bowl. And this was a game worthy of the Cheez-It Bowl, Devin. This was 20 to 13 for Clemson. Um, oh boy. What do you have to say about this one? Uninspiring. All around. We, we said it was going to be a, a game that Iowa State didn't show up in for, about three and three quarters, oh no, three and a quarter of the game, they didn't. Um, Brock Purdy, man, Brock Purdy. That that's that, that really interception. All, that that's, interception. That's the really only thing I need to say about this game. I mean, dude, he lost him the game. I mean, there's no debate about that. He lost him the game. There's no debate. That interception was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. So how do you how do you rationalize in your mind the ball is in the air and like oh yeah I'm gonna tip it to my teammate? This is not basketball. The, the ball at that shit floats. down or catch it. It floats. <laughs> there are people around. You can't just. <sighs> it made no sense. It was bad. It was bad, Devin. It was bad. And then he, he fumbled to lose a game. So and he, he wasn't even, I don't even think he got enough yardage anyway. No, he did. He did get enough yardage, but then he fumbled and it went back across the first down marker. I swear, only him, he, only he can do some of the stuff he does. On the and, and as for Iowa State, like, yeah, Charlie Kohler got a touchdown pass, but like on defense, the only player that of note that was playing was yeah, Yoma Iwazarike. Uh, Mike Rhodes decided to sit this bowl game out, which, I mean, sure. I mean, he could have used some good tape against Clemson, but hey, what do uh, yeah. I know? <laughs> right? I don't know, man. But anyway, quarterback play was just suboptimal in this game. So, uh, Oklahoma beat Oregon. This was the exact opposite of what we thought. <laughs> See, what we thought, we thought Oklahoma was going to play like Mississippi State, and it that did not happen. No, not at all. I tell you what, Bob Stoops being back on the sideline, sideline, it's obviously the passing of the visor. I thought that was phenomenal. I, I you probably knew, thought it was so knew, cheesy, but I knew from the first drive after Anthony Brown threw the interception, I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be bad. Never fails. Just domination. Caleb Williams, I I would think he stays at Oklahoma. I doubt he hits the transfer portal at this point. Um, so Oklahoma's going to be in good shape as usual. So. And then moving to today's games, we had uh, – actually, yeah, so we've got one going on 
as we're talking, we're in the fourth quarter. Michigan State's down 21 to 16 to Pittsburgh. Um, there's nothing really to talk about with this one. There's no Kenneth Walker. There's no Kenny Pickett. So moving on, we had South Carolina and North Carolina in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I had to turn this one off, Devin. There was too much mayonnaise sampling in this game. No, I'm dead serious. As soon as I saw them, like, always cutting and dipping new stuff in mayonnaise, like, listen, listen. I I needed to be able to to stomach the thought of food by the end of the day, so I had to turn this off. Anyway, moving to on the field, what happened on the field and not uh, in condiments. Um, We want to give a quick shout out to boss man, Tyler Browning. Uh, He called Jaheim Bell, uh, the tight end out of South Carolina. He's been talking about him since September. Uh, Jordan Reed, you know, say is a guy to watch and had to had to give my guy a shout, a shout out. So uh, shout out to uh, Bossman because he's probably gonna be listening to this in the next two days or so. I would I would uh, assume, but he he called it first. He was first on him. Uh, so he, he's gonna be a major player uh, over the next two years. Uh, should he decide to declare uh, next? Speaking of guys that declared. Kevin Harris, the running back for South Carolina, declared after this bowl game. Uh, That's true. Uh, I've been intrigued by him. Yeah. Uh, Sam Howell uh, apparently had an okay game. Uh, Honestly, it went like pretty much every game this season. Like they went down and then he had to throw their way back in, run the football, basically do everything for this offense and, I'm sure he'll be glad to finally leave because he's his back probably hurts from carrying them to a bowl game this year because they are awful. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're not a good program. Yeah, they're bad, man. They're incredibly overhyped at the beginning of the year, and they paid the price for it. Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, they were overhyped last year, too. You know, people yeah. were like, after 2019, they uh, did they beat Clemson? Or they were close to being Clemson. I think they were close. You're asking me yeah. to remember stuff over a year ago. <laughs> I know. Kevin. I know. But uh, they were close to being Clemson a couple of years ago. It was freshman season. And people were like, oh, my God, North Carolina, you know, may take that next step. And then they flopped the last couple of years. So, look, we knew it was going to be an uphill challenge for Howell. Uh, I'm actually interested to, to study him because I, I think. You know, he's he's kind of not been talked about much this year. People are still kind of basing off previous film they've seen. They haven't seen him this year or seen snippets of him. So we'll we'll see how he, he, he grades out. But I wouldn't be surprised if he had a second or third round grade for me. And then uh, the last game that has taken place today, there's still Wisconsin and Arizona State. That hasn't actually happened yet. Um. By the way, I'm just going to say that uh, I don't care about this one. I really don't. <laughs> I hope well, Arizona State wins by 30. <laughs> uh, but Tennessee and Purdue played, and this one was a fun one. Aiden O'Connell, 26 of 47, 534 yards, five touchdowns. No David Bell, no problem. I mean, Tennessee's uh, pass defense has been uh, a major issue all season, and they were getting – aired out all game the crazy part about it is that the scoring was so low from like the third quarter to like the middle of the fourth quarter it was like 31 to 30 for the longest and then they just started scoring back to back to back to back game ended up 48 45 it was it was insane uh but it was it was a quarterback battle uh probably the the first one we had in bowl season where they were going toe for toe Probably one of the best games of bowl season thus far. Yeah, no, this one was this one was awesome. Uh, I saw a tweet that 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 perfectly summed it up. If if you watched any part, sorry, any part of Tennessee and Purdue, and still came away with the assumption that there are too many bowl games, then you cannot be saved. Yeah, for sure. However, like I, I, I see your argument for that, and then I raise you Minnesota, West Virginia. Absolutely not. <laughs> like that is an argument for why we need less bowl games. Yeah, I mean, look, 
people are going to watch bowl games regardless. It, it's just a rite of passage at this point. Sometimes people are not even watching. They just have it on for background, you know, and, and West Virginia and Minnesota is a perfect background game. You know, you, you want white I noise. I had to watch. Want, I actually had to pay attention to that game, Devin. You want white noise and, and no attention paid to that? I had, I had to pay attention, Devin. I resent that comment. I hate the fact that I had to pay attention to it too, though. You know what? Just take, put them back to, take, put them back to, what were they, the Big East? Put them in the AAC. Problem solved. Also true. All right. That's it for the games that have taken place. After this word from our sponsor, we're going to review all of the New Year's Eve games and then all of the New Year's uh, Day games. We got a lover. Friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet for whatever your needs are. With nine amazing flavors to choose from, all of which covered in 100% chocolate. Oh, by the way, guys, they have several monthly special offer bars as well, all of which have up to 19 grams of protein with only 4 grams of added sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. Built Bar has whatever you're looking for, whether you're looking for a delicious snack, a pre- or post-workout bar, or need to keep up with your macros, Built Bar is a top-of-the-first-round protein bar. See what I did there? Draft puns. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code BIGSHOTS for 10% off your next order. That's BIGSHOTS, all one word, 10% off your next order. All right, so it is New Year's Eve, Devin. This is one of the big days of the college football season. Obviously, we have the college football playoff games. We are going to save those. Um, actually, they are for last, Mike. There's only four games to, uh one was canceled at Boise State and Central Michigan, the Garbage Company, Arizona Bowl. Uh, thankfully, that one got canceled and they moved it to a different bowl game um, because of Boise State having an outbreak. Um, I'm, I, Devin, listen, I hate the fact that some of the bowl games have been canceled, like literally last minute, case in point, the NC State game was canceled. Uh, like three hours before kickoff on Tuesday, but I am so glad that the Arizona Bowl got canceled just because of its sponsor. Yeah, look, I, I I would love the matchup. I just didn't love the bowl game. You know, I I just didn't love the situation they were placed in. Uh, and sadly, I don't get to watch Boise State play for one last time this year. But Central Michigan still gets to play. And, and to me, like, if you're going to cancel a bowl game, like, at least give them a day or two to get get a chance right. to still play it, you know? Like, these kids these kids uprooted, quarantined in the hotel over Christmas, and you can't have the bowl game three hours before it's fucked off. Yeah, I the, don't like that. The one I was most bummed, bummed about, though, was UCLA and NC State. I mean, that yeah. was, was going to be a really good game. In a beautiful um, setup with that stadium, man. Yeah, like they wasted all that time and prep, and and I knew that there were going to be bowl games canceled, but to cancel it hours before kickoff, man, come on, man, literally three hours. It, that's that's just unfair. So I'm glad that uh, Central Michigan and and uh, Washington State get a chance. Uh, are we previewing this game now? Um, we can preview it right now. We'll we'll, we'll get to the one that's chronologically first over it in a second. We'll gotcha. talk about it. Washington State Central Michigan. Yeah. So uh, this this should be a good game. Uh, by um, the way, Washington State favored by seven over under a 57 and a half. Should be a good game. There's there's a, quite a few prospects to watch. Uh, you got got the two Central Michigan tackles, um, obviously. Uh, Lou Nichols, the running back, I think he's an interesting name. Is he draft to eligible? Uh, he is. He's a redshirt sophomore. So he is draft eligible. I doubt he actually declares, but uh, he's draft eligible. Um, and then you look at Washington State, they got Jalen Watson, uh, the defensive back, uh, who has a pretty good, cool story and, and is going to the senior bowl. Uh, but and I think I'm not sure if Abraham, Abraham Lucas is playing this game or not. Uh, no, I can find that for you, though. But uh, if he is playing, he's someone to watch for sure. But. Should be interesting. Um, I haven't, I've admittedly not watched much of Washington State this year. He so. is not playing in the bowl game. All right, there you go. Uh, but I have admittedly not watched a, a ton of Washington State this year, so I'm kind of interested to see, uh, watch them live and and see how Central Michigan does. They they fare well against their other 
uh, two power five teams they played this year, LSU and uh, Missouri. Uh, they play those two teams earlier in the season. So we'll see how they, they fare in this one. Uh, but I'm probably going to take Washington State in this game. I think, I think they're just, um, they're, they're going to be able to, to move the ball up and down the field on, on Central Michigan's defense. But I do think Central Michigan will put up points in this one. I'm going to go with Washington State in this one as well. I think you can smash the over at 57 and a half. I think both these teams are going to be able to put up points. Wouldn't surprise me if both teams hit 30 at least. Um, but no, I'm going to go with, with Washington State in this one as well. Yeah. You also uh, got to think that they haven't had a bunch of prep on, on either team either. I mean, they found out earlier this week they're playing. So the, the plan for the games aren't going to be intricate either. And then, of course, at 11 o'clock for this one, we have number 17, Wake Forest, at 5-7 and seven, Rutgers. Rutgers is a fill-in for – who are they filling in for again? Um, Miami, I think. No, no, this is A&M. Oh. This is a Texas A&M one. Yeah, 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 Texas A&M. I remember that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Rutgers filling in for Texas A&M. Man, how far removed from Texas A&M can you get when you have to go to Rutgers instead? Like, no offense to Rutgers fans. I would have loved to see UCLA, UCLA, uh, or somebody. I, no, I think UCLA had the outbreak. Yeah. So it, it couldn't do, kind of, couldn't have done NC State because they, they just played like three weeks ago. <laughs> so not three weeks ago. It was more like five or six, but they, uh, Wake Forest is a 16 point favorite in this game over under of 62. And Devin, what do you think the cheapest ticket for this game costs? It's gotta be $3. Oh, 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 don't. That's just rude. It's eleven. <laughs> Look, uh, where are you going Forest, in this one? Wake Forest is gonna gonna win. I think Rutgers covers though. I think Wake Forest covers. I'm sorry. I think Rutgers. It's covers. a five and seven team in a bowl game, bro. <laughs> they were probably like, "Yeah, our season's done. Let's go home." But nah. But I, I think I think they're gonna try and at least make the trip worth it. So I, I I think they'll cover the spread. They'll still lose by double digits. There's like no one to talk about in this game if we're being completely honest with ourselves. Like Isaiah Pacheco. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, Pacheco, Avery Young, um, Julius Bo- Turner. The, actually, you know what? I, I stay corrected. Rutgers has some guys. Julius Turner, Bo Melton, mm-hmm. Pacheco. I like their uh, safety too. I can't think of his name. I think that defensive, Isaiah. That defensive tackle that used to go to Temple. Yeah. Uh, but like Wake Forest, everybody's going back. Everybody's going back. Oh, they are. I know Hartman is going back, but what about Jakari Roberson? I believe Roberson is as well. They do have Jasir Taylor, though, the defensive back mm, uh, in yeah. return, man. But, but other than that, they, they're, they're pretty uh, limited in terms of prospects. Kevin, it, it's what we've been waiting for. It really is what we've been waiting for. It's the college football playoff. 3.30, ESPN, Cotton Bowl Classic, number four Cincinnati, number one Alabama. Bama's favored by 13 and a half, over under seven and a half. You cut out there a little bit. Oh, I apologize. My microphone disconnected again. Uh, where did I cut out? <laughs> uh, you were saying the line. Oh, uh, Alabama's favored by 13 and a half with an over under of 57 and a half. Give me Cincy to cover, but Alabama wins. I agree. I actually think since this, this one's going to be a game. Uh, now keep in mind, Alabama doesn't have John Mechie. Um, and Cincinnati's loaded on defense. Man, they, all I'm saying is they better have a plan for Jamison Williams. Everybody has a plan for Jamison Williams until they actually have to come up against Jamison Williams. We, we were saying the same thing about Georgia. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, Darian Kendrick on Jamison Williams. And then they just decided to never throw Darian Kendrick on Jamison Williams or just I, I leave think since he will Williams be, open by 15 yards. I think since he will be smarter and have a better plan defensively, I think they're going to throw a lot of bodies at him. Definitely, you gotta jam him off the line of scrimmage, man. You can't give him free release. I'm sorry. I, I think Ahmad Gardner and him are, is gonna be a, a hellacious battle. I, see, I'm, Gardner's my dude, man. Uh, you know that. We, mm-hmm. we, it's, he's both of our dudes. I'm just worried about those double moves, man. Cause he can bite, he will bite on double moves every He now. will. 
He will, but he's just got to get his hands on Jameson and try to slow him down a bit. Look, you got to tackle him. I'm sorry. If he if he's running by, you got to tackle him or something. You you can't just you can't blow blow a coverage because if he's catching wide open passes, it's gonna be a long game for Cincinnati. So I'm I'm betting on them having a sound defensive plan. I think my Jay Sanders should. I mean, I'm the underrated battle in this game is my Jay Sanders against Evan Neal. Um, because this game could do tremendous wonders for my Jay Sanders. He to me is already like a mid round, like early day three pick right now, but. Oh wow, you think only day three? I thought, I was thinking like third round. Yeah, that's what I meant, like mid round to early day three, like the third or fourth round range. But I think a big game would, would help boost him a little bit more, maybe solidify him late second, early third. So I think if he has a big game, I mean, it it could do wonders. I think Evan Neal, he's fine. He, I mean, he just needs to have a a solid showing. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be like, you know, it just blows up, but. I'm really I'm worried about Darian Beavers, man. I do think he can get exposed. Uh and, and if they uh use utilize the running backs out of the backfield uh and run those like choice routes and, and get them out in coverage, I think they can really exploit that too. Give me a final score prediction. I'm gonna go thirty-four twenty-four. Thirty-four twenty-four, you cut out there. Yeah. Yeah, thirty-four twenty-four. I'm gonna go thirty-eight. 20, nah, I'll go 38 to 30 for, for Alabama, which means that once again, we can't escape it. If, if, if only Georgia had done their job, Alabama wouldn't even be in here, but now they're going to be in the national title game. Sadly. An inevitability. Speaking of Georgia, number three in the nation, facing number two in the nation, Michigan in the Orange Bowl. By the way, the stark contrast in what the cheapest ticket for these games, uh, the Cincy Alabama game is $72. The uh, Georgia Michigan game is 179 The reason for that is Michigan fans. 100%. Alabama fans don't care as much about going to the games. I'm, I'm just being real here. They don't. They've been here. I mean, they're here every year. You know, it's nothing new. Michigan fans, they are. This is the first time. Is there. Like- Everybody is there, 100%. Georgia fans always travel well, but I guarantee Michigan fans will be – there will be more Michigan fans in that stadium than Georgia, without a doubt. Uh, so the line on this one is Georgia favored by 7.5, over under 45.5. I'm going to be bold here. I think Michigan wins a game outright. I believe so as well. And you want to know why, Devin? I have far more faith in Kate McNamara to lead a team to victory in a college football playoff game, but I do Stetson Bennett. And I don't have a lot of faith in Cade McNamara. That just shows how little faith I have in Stetson Bennett. I don't think this is a good matchup for Georgia. And I think I think of that because you got David Ojabo, Aiden Hutchinson. Georgia's offensive line is solid, but they're not great. And we saw them get exposed a little bit against Alabama, uh, especially and this in, is in a better This is a better edge-rushing tandem than, than I, Bama I, I mean – like, Look, don't no get me wrong. Will, Ander- Will, Will Anderson, Anderson is phenomenal. Yeah, he might be the best player next year already. But Ojabo and Hutchinson, there has not been a game they haven't wrecked. And yeah, like, you're telling me that Georgia has the, the tackles to stop them? What What I mean by that, and I, I don't want any Alabama fans to think that I'm like saying that like Will Anderson and his his partner in crime on the other side aren't a good tandem. Believe me. Will Anderson would be the number one player in in this year's draft class, hands down. I think he'd also should have won the Heisman. Um, that being said, David Ajabo, double digit sacks. Aiden Hutchinson, double digit sacks. I believe set Michigan school record for sacks in a season. To me, the, it, it, the like these are thing, two guys that are going to be going in round one this year. Absolutely, and Georgia doesn't have a great offensive line to hold up against. That's the thing. It's a combination of speed and power. It's not one or the other. They both have both of them. So they can beat you with speed one rep and then run you over the next rep. To me, the game is really going to come down to uh, Michigan stopping the run because if they put Georgia in those third and long situations, 
that is a nightmare scenario. I, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. It could be JT I will say Daniels this, Daxton Hill not playing in this game. You said Dax Hill? Dax Hill not playing in this game? Does that, uh, does that, that sway you at all? That that is that's still in the air. I think they haven't confirmed if he's in. I, for whatever reason, we don't know if he's even in Miami right now for the game. So we don't know. But uh, if he does play, he's going to be a big part. Uh, I would expect to see him on Brock Bowers a lot on third downs too, because uh, he's going to be the the main target go to guy. Uh, but George Pickens, man, uh, that that matchup on the outside, uh, he can win the fifty fifty ball. So. Uh, he can he can bail out his quarterback a little bit, and and that's that's going to be a, a big part of the game as well. But you got to stop the running game. So you know James Cook and uh, th- that entire backfield, you got to corral them, tackle them, uh, stop them for minimal gains. And uh, linebacker Josh Ross is going to be an important piece of that. And then we even we haven't even talked about the Georgia defensive unit. I mean, to me, this is going to be a low scoring game, which is why I don't think. Georgia is going to cover the spread. First of all, even even if I wasn't picking Michigan, I'm still taking Michigan to cover the spread because I I just don't think Georgia's going to score enough points to beat them by more than seven and a half points. And and but, here's the thing: I think that there's just enough balance in Michigan's offense that it's gonna it's gonna throw off that Georgia defense. Well, they they can create explosive plays, and it doesn't need to be you know, manufacture touches to players or, you know, or, or, or whatever it, it, you can find ways to get like Hassan Haskins, a ball and, and Corbin and, and the entire backfield and McNamara. I mean, he, he's not like going to be uh, this elite quarterback, but he's smart with the football can push the ball down the field. And, you know, uh, while Georgia has an, a number of studs on defensive you know, their entire defensive unit. You got Darren Kendrick, Jordan Davis, Trayvon Walker, um, Deontay Wyatt, N'Kobe Dean, uh, Lewis Sign. I, I mean, it, let's just go on and on. You could, you could name their whole starting defense, but. And then a couple of backups while you're at it. Right. But to me, I think this is a game that Michigan can wear down Georgia's front. Like they like to rotate, but. You run some up-tempo, keep Jordan Davis in the game, he's going to get tired. You know, and then you you can start and get that little bit of dominance in front, and then you can get things wrong with the play-action game, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're you're sustaining long drives. So I think if Michigan can sustain drives, uh, get points when they get down in, in the red area, uh, and, and really put Georgia in bad situations offensively, I think this is the perfect type of game Michigan can win because of, you know, the styles. I think I think this game stylistically favors Michigan because if they can stop the run, they're going to get after Stetson Bennett. Give me a final score prediction, Devin. I'm gonna go twenty to thirteen. I'm gonna go twenty one sixteen. I'm gonna go twenty one to, to sixteen for Michigan. All right. And now we got the New Year's Six uh, games, Devin. Like we, there's no slowing down. We got Penn State versus Arkansas. Okay, maybe we slow down just a bit with this one. <laughs> Penn State and Arkansas. Arkansas favored by two and a half over under a forty-eight. I always forget the Outback Bowl is a New Year's Six game. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, don't know why. I'm sorry. Uh, give me Arkansas. I'm gonna take Penn State. Um, Arkansas doesn't have. They won't have Catalan. They won't have Burks. Um, Don Dotson's not playing in this one, man. Yeah, he's not playing either. Um, so, like, why would you watch this game? Why not? Well, there's a better game on at the exact same time, Devin. I don't know, man. Look, give me your uh, I, I think Penn State's defense is a little bit better. That's why I'm picking them. All right. Well, we can just that that game is a complete after. I I don't care about that one. I'm totally honest. I do care about this next one, Devin. This one's gonna be a defensive battle in the. I hate the fact that this is sponsored by PlayStation. The Fiesta Bowl should always be sponsored by Tostitos. It was perfect brand <laughs> alignment. I I will just always call it the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. So we have the Fiesta Bowl, number nine Oklahoma State, number five Notre Dame. Notre Dame favored by two, over under 45 points. I'm going to tell you right right now, smash the under because like 17 points are being scored in this game total. 
Yeah, it's not going to be a pretty game. Quarterback play is going to be awful. Of of all the New Year's Six games, of all the the better bowl games, quote unquote, this is the worst quarterback matchup. Uh, I don't I, I don't know. I think I think another one that we have to preview in a minute is is, is up there. All right. Anyway, it's not going to be a great quarterback matchup. A lot of good defensive players in this game still. Uh, obviously, you, you look at Oklahoma State. They got uh, Har- Harvell Peel. Um, Who still might come back to school. Yeah, Trace Ford. Um, I, I believe they, they have another run. No, Trace uh, Ford's out with an injury. Never mind. He's not playing. Um, anyway, I, I guess just Harvell Peel is the only one I can name right now. Well, uh I, I will say this, uh, there is, uh, a true freshman for Oklahoma State that led the team in sacks as a backup this year with 11. Sounds like AJ Epinesa to me. Yeah, right? Uh, give me Oklahoma State in this one. If they win this one outright, would not be surprised if this game finishes like 16 to 6. Uh, give me Oklahoma State to win 13 to 10. I love how like I I I just threw out a score prediction for this one. Like we're I just wanted to do score predictions for the college football playoffs. <laughs> there we go. Like, yeah. Every every game gets a uh only certain <laughs> games get get, get important the score. games get get uh get score predictions. All right. Uh one o'clock on ABC, a non ESPN game, Devin. Number fifteen Iowa, number twenty two Kentucky. This is the bad quarterback matchup I was talking about. UK let's, favored let's by be, UK be, favored by three over under forty four. Let's be fair here. Will Levis has some intrigue to him. Yes, but on the other sideline is either that Spencer Padilla guy or Spencer Petris or I don't even. I think I just I combined think you just both. Them. I think you just combined them. It's Alex Padilla and uh, Spencer Petris. Uh, Spencer Padilla. And, yeah. Uh, man. Iowa, dude, they have not looked good since that Purdue loss in general. They have been set back like 20 years since that loss. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I, I think I think Kentucky wins this game. They're going to have quite a bit of juice in this one. Smash the under. Smash it. I, if it involves Iowa, always smash the under. But it, should, it still should be an interesting battle at least. I think I want to look at, like especially like, Iowa offensively, obviously you want to look at Linderbaum, but Josh Pascal for Kentucky, he's been phenomenal this year. Uh, I think he's a senior bowl guy as well. Uh, both of them are, but don't forget you know, our guy, our guy. It's been shady. Oh no, our other guy, the longest running brand guy in, 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 in the program's history. For Iowa? No, I mean, no, for Kentucky. Oh. Oh, you're talking about uh, Wandale Robinson. Wandale Robinson. Took me a minute. Um, but the running back, Chris Rodriguez, is is interesting, at least. Uh, I think Big he's, power probably, he's probably a day three guy, maybe maybe UDFA, depending on how he tests, because I don't think he's particularly fast. But that should be interesting. But other than that, man, I I just I can't watch this game. I can't. I can't do it. Like, yeah. after that first quarter, you're going to be like, why am I watching this? Because it's, it's going to happen. It's going to be like 3 nothing, and it's going to be like two possessions the entire quarter. Oh, yeah. keep in mind that we have Penn State, uh, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, and Iowa, Kentucky all going on at the same time. They really said y'all not having a great slate on, on the first day of the new year. I'm sorry. It, that is just not uninspiring. To me, look, it would have been inspiring if all the players were playing in this game or any of those games, especially like Penn State, Arkansas. That would have been a fun game if Dotson was playing, if Catalan was healthy, if Burks was playing. That would have been fun. But they got too many opt-outs now, so it's it's lost its luster. Uh, we got the Rose Bowl. It's number in Utah, number six, Ohio State. OSU favored by four, over under 64. There we go. We're expecting points of this one. 64? 64. 
smash the under. I'm sorry. Uh, there is no way this game is going over 64 points. You don't I think so? I not see it. With the Ohio State offense. You realize they're missing Olave. They're missing uh, Wilson. You're right. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Never yeah, mind. Never mind. Shut up. Yeah, there's there's no Pettit Freer. There's no Olave. No Garrett yeah. Wilson. Never mind. Smash the under. No way. There is no way, man. No. Uh, I, I think Ohio State's going to win the game still, but I, I like Utah to cover. I think Utah is going to play them down to the wire. Yeah. This this is going to be this is going to be game of the day. Well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm intrigued now because I, I want to see uh, Bamadeli Olasini, uh, the left tackle for Utah. I want to see him play live uh, against that Oklahoma, uh, the Ohio State front seven. Uh, excluding their linebackers. The linebackers are forgettable. Uh, but the front four, I, I want to see them. Front well, seven, except for three of them. So All the of them four, at the bad. same, at the same position. My bad. Died. Um, died. But uh, I want to see how he, he operates. Uh, Brand Keithy, uh, he, he's a, he's a longtime brand guy as well. Um, been in college but, since 2003. Yeah, he's he's been there forever. Uh, the other tight end though for Utah, Dalton Kincaid, he's he's pretty intriguing too. There's like three of them, man. Yeah, they they have some good tight ends there. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see those three guys. Um, and then I'm also interested to see Ohio State. Uh, I want to see C.J. Stroud. He's been phenomenal all year. Heisman finalist, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's going to be a big big uh, main target. We might see Marvin Harrison Jr. As well, so I'm Marvin I'm kinda, Harrison Jr. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued by this. We, game. I feel so old hearing that. And then, of course, I, did Devin Lloyd opt out? As I frantically type into my computer, because so I, I think that that's going to be he's the the number one prospect to watch in this game, obviously, because he's the one that's going to go highest. But no. Devin Lloyd is playing. Love that. Uh, so this this is going to be a good one. Him against uh, Travion uh, Henderson. It's, it's going to be a good matchup. By the way, Travion Henderson, like RB1 of the 2024 class or some shit. Like, Just stacking them. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, so you're going to go Ohio State with the, with the Utah cover, right? Yes. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Uh, then the last bowl game that really means anything. We got number seven Baylor, number eight Ole Miss. Ole Miss favored by one and a half, over under fifty five and a half. You know what? I don't I love think about... Matt Corral's playing in this game. Yeah, you know what? That's what I was just about to say. I love that this game is actually going to be good because Petrie is playing, Corral's playing. I think. Oh, he is. Playing. Yeah, yeah, he's I... playing too. Ooh. Um, I believe Terrell Bernard's playing, unless he opted out already. No, all of all of Baylor's guys are are in. So I, to me, that, that's cool, man. Uh, to have you know a really good season, you got all your guys still playing in in the Sugar Bowl. So th- this might be the best New Year's Six bowl game we have. Yeah, no. Ba- Bernard is in. I'm checking on Petrie. Yeah, P- Petrie's in as well. And then let's see, Abram Smith. And Smith's in as well. We got we got all of them in. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really good game. Um, I'm so glad this is a standalone game. 8:45 kickoff. No other no other game on with it. Yeah, all all eyes gonna be glued on a TV to to that game uh, in New Orleans. So it's it's gonna be a good one. Um, let, let let me break down my Big 12 guys then. Yeah, go. Let off. me break down. My, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off. First of all, uh, I I want to see how. Um, Ole Miss's front seven is able to stop the run game predicated um, on giving the ball to Abram Smith, who on the season, uh, 1,429 yards, 12 touchdowns, averaging about six yards a carry, a big, powerful dude, 5'11", 220. Uh, you know, I think he's a solid player. I, g- I gave him an early day three grade. I think he's a solid power uh, back in a committee backfield at the next level. A little bit concerning is that he's had a couple of knee surgeries, Um, but I think he's a phenomenal player. Tristan Ebner, who is his backup, who is supposed to be the starter coming into this year, um, he ended up 
taking a back seat to the linebacker turned running back in uh, Smith. But Ebner's a great kick returner. Tyquan Thornton is going to be at the Shrine game, 6'3", 185. Kind of a big body, lanky. Reminds me a little bit, who was that dude from Texas Tech a couple years ago that was like 6'5", with like 170 pounds? And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the receiver. I know yeah. you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Oh, God, remember. what was it? Yeah, yeah. If someone remembers that, Austin Austin will probably remember that. If not, Browning will remember that, and they can text me that. But they had that big, you know, wideout that like needed to put on like thirty pounds of muscle. He kind of reminds me a little bit of that guy, except I think he's a little stronger and a little stronger at the catch point. Um, and then on defense, T.J. Vasher. T.J. Vasher, thank you so much. I was gonna say Antoine Wesley, and that wasn't who I was thinking of. Um, and then on defense, I mean, you want to talk big boys? Devin we, Baylor's got a national champion playing nose tackle for them in Siaki Aika. Six foot three, three sixty. Big old boy. Nose tackle one for twenty twenty three. Oh put him in oh, eight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well he's technically Zero tech. he's technically <laughs> draft eligible. I would be shocked if he declared. He, he is, eight, he is he zero just, tech one. Dev, I mean the Big Twelve championship game Oklahoma State has two draftable offensive linemen in Josh Sills and Danny Godlevsky, and he ate both of them. He just ate them. <laughs> and Josh Sills is no small human being. He's like 335. Uh, but, yeah, Ike, uh, he just wreaks havoc. So Ole Miss is an uh, uh, interior offensive lineman. Uh, ben Brown, I think, is going to have to have his hands full with that one. Uh, of course, second level, you got Dylan Doyle, who is an Iowa transfer uh, phenomenal breakout year this year. And then, of course, Verizon Wireless himself, Terrell Bernard, more range than your cell phone provider. Honestly, I'm going to be way higher on Terrell Bernard than, than the NFL is. I don't care. I think he might end up being a top three linebacker for me in this class. And then Jalen Petrie, I think he's a top 100 player in this class. Kalen Barnes on the outside. We're talking draftable grades there. Like, Baylor's just loaded on defense. Yeah, Jalen Petrie, man. Uh, you know, I, I told this story right on this podcast, but man, I, I found that I found him in March of of this year, and, and he has been phenomenal. And he he just like, you know, his evaluation is going to be interesting. How teams use him is going to be interesting, but he's a good football player. You know, kind of. To me, his value kind of reminds me of Elijah Molden's value, you know, because people were like, you know, are you going to play nickel? Are you going to play safety, you know, at the, the NFL level? He went round three still. So I, I, I think that's about the range for Petrie. But, yeah, it's going to be an awesome game. Uh, and then you look on, on Ole Miss's side, uh, you, you have obviously Matt Corral, uh, the engineer of this great offense. And then uh, you got you got a pair of running backs that are really good, Snoop Connor. Uh, as well as um, I can't think of the other running back's name. Jerry and Ely. Yeah, Jerry and Ely. Uh, that that tandem is pretty good. Uh, you got uh, Dontario Drummond on the outside, and uh, you know the other host of, of targets that uh, Corral has. They don't have a lot defensively. Um, you know they they have a few decent linebackers, but and and Sam I can't believe I forgot this. Sam Williams, the defensive end uh, for Ole Miss as well. Uh, he's a, the thing with him is that he's a top 100 talent with the, the worst, probably one of the worst off field issues it's bad. of, of any, uh, you know, prospect, uh, in this class. So that, that's going to be the, the, the part that I worry about, you know, in his, you know, kind of, uh, process, but he's, when he's on the field, he, he's a dynamic talent. So he, he, if Baylor wants to be successful, they better have a plan for, for stopping him from wrecking the game. And then, of course, we got the last bowl game on the schedule, the Tax Act Texas Bowl, Devin. LSU and Kansas State. Kansas State favored by three and a half, over under of 48. You can tell the enthusiasm just dripping from my voice at this one. Kansas State's going to win, cover, and the under is going to hit. <laughs> That's all I want to say about the game. Because I don't even know who's playing quarterback at LSU. Because Garrett Nussmeyer, they don't want to burn his redshirt. He has already played four games. He said he was going to redshirt. We don't even have a quarterback to play on the roster. Max Johnson went to Texas A&M. Um, they're talking about 
putting a receiver at quarterback to run wildcat the entire game. Game is a disaster, man. It's going to be a disaster. That's all. Oh yeah, Kansas State uh, wins, uh, covers, and the unders achieved. Uh, Listen, I wish I could. I wish I could go on and on and on (laughs) about. I don't think I'm going to go on. I, I, I wish I could go on about Kansas State defense, uh, you know, uh, draft prospects, Devin, but there's like one and a half. So it doesn't really count. I, guys, just watch this game to, to, to marvel at Deuce Vaughn. That's, that's Honestly, really all. That, that, that's all there is to this game. Speaking of which, uh, we do have a final in the game we were talking about earlier in Pitt and Michigan State. Pitt blew the game. You're <laughs> up. They're up in uh, two four-quarter touchdowns by Michigan State gives them the game. They they got a pick six with 22 seconds left, and, and that ended the game. So That's going to do it for today's podcast. As always, you can find me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You can find Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. You can find the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. Follow Blue Chip Scouting at Blue Chip Scout, and we will see you guys on Tuesday for real this time, because last week, uh, last episode, I fucked up and said Tuesday. Forgetting what day it is, we'll actually see you on Tuesday.